0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from East Coast to West Coast, from the north to the south, welcome to the seventh inning, Stretch. And our guest host this evening, Back from the Dead, longtime VSN contributor, Josh Lewis.
1: Man, I feel like we need like Eye of the Tiger playing after that or something. Like that was good, man. Like you got, well, I'm working you, got on. you got some energy going tonight. I love it.
0: Dude, um, I haven't got to do this with you in forever. I'm excited for you to be here, I'm excited to hear your input cuz you always have great in-depth thoughts. Uh, I'm looking for a great show tonight.
1: Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, to putting out some some thoughts and some updates and stuff like that. Uh, well, since since we're here on that subject, yes, you said, back from the dead, because I have been I have been absent uh, from seventh inning stretch, from thinking baseball, from facing the Giants. All those uh, are on hiatus for me right now uh, as I focus on some some other things, which I can totally plug at the end of the show uh, for those that want to hear about it but uh that being said let's go ahead and do this man let's just jump into um this is going to be kind of a grab bag show of uh just whatever we want to talk about i'll throw out some stuff you throw out some stuff and um y'all can join us in the comments and uh, throw some stuff at us as well. I enjoy it. I love talking baseball. Uh, it was very much revealed to me over the last couple of weeks, how much of a uh, baseball is a uh, sanctuary for me. It's a, a safe place for me. It is something that gets my uh, energy up, my blood going. Like it's, it's all positive for me. And so uh, I enjoy talking with it. I am looking forward to uh, chatting baseball with you today josh as well because we haven't gotten to talk for a while on on the baseball front so this will be fun um so let's let's jump into one of the things that i mentioned to you that i shot you a text about um that's uh kind of around, around the league type of thing that's a little bit kind of more behind the scenes but you being a st louis guy and whatnot probably had your ear on this a little bit as well uh but that is uh albert pujols uh, some news coming 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 out this week for him, uh being a special advisor to the uh commissioner of baseball, which I feel like he can get um as many as he <laughs> needs. Um but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and honestly, like like like, let's talk about that real quick. Like, uh, you can't get much better than Albert Pools, right? Like, I mean, just phenomenal ambassador of the game, phenomenal human being, just a really great dude. Um, I cannot imagine him a, a, a better person to be in the ear of the commissioner. Um, like, what what were your kind of your first reactions hearing hearing that that was going to be a new role for him?
0: So, in all honesty, I heard nothing about it until the news broke. Um, so it really came out of left field for me, um, much like Albert Poole's career started in left field in professional <laughs> baseball. Well done. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that until I said it, so good for me. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it really came – it was really something I, I had no anticipation of. I, I didn't hear any rumors of it, uh, but I'm very happy uh, for Albert that he is staying with the game of baseball. He is. He's a great ambassador of the sport, especially um, from the area in which – He comes, not just his home country, but for all the players down there who are growing up. And there's a lot of great role models from Central America Mm. and and the islands in particular that come to the MLB to play. But I think he's going to have a lot of great influence on bringing international players in, getting a lot of kids that necessarily maybe wouldn't have the chance or be seen to get a shot at the MLB. And maybe this helps um, expand the MLB and give us more quality players to have more teams in more cities and really take a next step forward and growing baseball back to what it was in the, you know, between the sixties and, and the early and late nineties, making yeah. it, you know, the premier sport America's pastime. Again, I don't know if baseball will ever get back to that point with football being what it is. Sure. Um, but, you know, taking steps in the right direction to, to, to bring youth back to the game, not just internationally, but here in America as well, considering it's always been America's game would be great. And, and being from a St. Louis kid myself, and growing up, loving watching Albert Pools and everything he did throughout his uh, career, even when he left <clears throat> in the most unceremonious way, <laughs> and then came back to um, get into the 700 Club. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. I hope the commissioner actually looks, listens to him and the things he has to say. And it's not just a, um, for lack of a better term, political, not political, um, publicity, publicity sure. stunt. To, yeah. to drive numbers
1: there are definitely some players that you feel that way where it's like oh they're just working for the team as like a special advisor to the owner or something like that just because like it's a title that they could give them kind of thing like i do i do feel like especially with his work with mlb network as well i feel like he'll be a lot uh more involved have a lot more say and i think you're right i think it'll be a lot uh, a lot more than this kind of a publicity thing. Um, I'm really excited. It's interesting that you say the youth movement because that's kind of one of the one of the topics I wanted to touch on and like we could do a whole episode just on this or at least I could. But like the the gosh, I don't I, like all right, I'll say it. I don't mind being inflammatory at this point. So no, no, no. <laughs> the for lack of a better term, the human trafficking nature of uh, overseas baseball um, and not necessarily overseas baseball there. I mean, there's a lot more safety I feel like from the Japanese leagues and Korean leagues and whatnot, but specifically from the Latin American uh, world, let's say um, just f- has felt over the last decade or so really, really dirty to me. Um, and just has not uh, we, we being baseball in general, I have not served these kids well uh, in whether it's bringing them over whether it's signing them whether it's bringing them up training academies whatever like there's like i said there's so much to unpack there's so much to talk about but i feel like albert Pujols in this position like obviously grew up in that was very young when he's when he started playing professional ball and is connected to the dominican republic one of the biggest one of the biggest uh areas that that kids are coming from to play baseball in america and so i i am hoping and praying that he will be uh a positive light a positive influence just in that arena um because i i very much am still on the side of uh man it just it doesn't feel right like it's it's the same reason why i don't watch the little league world series it's the same reasons i uh have some real questions and issues uh with the 17 year old kid that's playing for the padres that's getting a lot of hype right now um i'm totally blinking on his name um but just the 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 news that he's up uh like double a right now for the for the padres and i'm just like man like that just doesn't sit well with me like these are still kids like the they're they're not even adults yet they're still growing they're still learning they're still maturing and both in body and mind and, and just we being baseball in the past has not done a very good job in serving uh those arenas and and those people groups and 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 whatnot obviously i can't relate to that i'm uh, like let's be honest i'm white like I, <laughs> I I I grew up in Southern California. Like I, I didn't have to deal with any of the things that these kids are are having to deal with in terms of whether it's poverty, whether it's the the skill, the talent, the competitiveness, like all those things that they have to deal with in their home countries. Um, I don't I, I never had to deal with that. So completely transparent, I can't understand fully what they're going through, but that doesn't mean I can't advocate for it. So that's what I'm doing. Uh the and I hope that uh, Albert Poole will be uh, a huge advocate for that. I believe like he already has been throughout his career. uh, And so I am excited to see what kind of positive influence he has on what you said on, on international baseball and bringing baseball in a positive manner to uh, Central America, the islands, stuff like that. Um, I'm just super excited about, I think he'll have just because of the person who he he is, uh, the just man just he's i can't say it enough he's just such a such a positive person and uh can just have such a great influence in that area and so i hope his voice in the commissioner's ear will help uh stabilize that grow that improve it all those kind of different things uh that i would love to see happen that i've talked about for for a little bit more than a decade now but um so yeah, that that's why I was excited. Not not just because I love Alper Pools and I think he's brilliant and I love listening to him on MLB Network, but for that as well to see kind of how he improves the the overseas relationships and uh, to borrow your word, the the political side of it, even though it's not like hugely political per se. Fair
0: enough.
1: Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> drink.
0: No, okay. Um, I was like. Uh
1: so yeah my throat is super dry today. So for those of you who don't know I'm in Arizona and it's already stupid hot and dry here and I I just have to keep drinking. So hey um, but it's a
0: dry heat. You don't have to deal Yeah, with
1: I I I don't care. It's <laughs> when when it's 110 I don't care.
0: <laughs> you come you come to Missouri when it's 98 degrees and the humidity is 80% and then you're going to go okay I need to go back to Arizona at 115.
1: oh man i don't i don't think there's anything like i i'll take your word for it until i get there like i uh people say the same thing about texas too like go go visit texas and and feel it there or houston or whatever and i'm just like man i'll i'll i'm definitely in the boat of i'll believe it when i see it man because i just it's summers here are miserable um it's like it's like it's how i imagine like winters in like canada or something like that you just don't go outside like it's just it, it, that's our summer here you just you just don't go outside um but anyway a little off topic so let's jump into uh some some other grab bag things obviously the news uh for jacob de coming down this week um is like I don't know. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it's so devastating. Oh, it's so heartbreaking." And I'm just like, "Man, whatever." Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if I'm in the minority there or not. I don't know if it's just because I come to expect him just being injured all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know. But just that that news came out about Jacob Degrom, and I'm just like, kind of like, meh. All right. Like, he hasn't played more than what 15 games since 2017 or something like that. Like, it's just. I'm just like, all right, like he's out again, like big deal. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, the only thing that it makes me wonder is if he's like one of those guys, it's like, do you, do you have to go out there and throw 101? Like, can you, can you lay off a bit and not like break your arm every third start or something? Like, I, I don't know. I like, I don't know if that's a thing or if that's just, if it's the stress of what he throws. Cause he's got some wicked breaking stuff too. Well, I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, are are you unwilling to change and, like, have a healthier approach to your pitching? Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel kind of done with the Jacob DeGrom stuff. It's just like, like, yeah, he could have been dominant. He could have been great. And everybody still kind of wants to say, oh, he's a dominant pitcher when he's healthy. But I'm like, I'm a big believer in, like, the, what's, what's the saying? The big, uh, like, your biggest... uh your biggest ally or your biggest uh, you got to be
0: available
1: basically. Basically. Yeah. The availability is the, is the key, right? Yeah. Like you got to right. be available. Like it doesn't matter how good you are, if you're not available. And I just kind of, I have reached that point with Jacob Degrom. I'm just like, like, no, I don't consider him a great pitcher ever anymore. Like I don't, he's just, he's never available. So um, I don't consider him a great pitcher. Like, um and there's other pictures that have been hurt i mean scherzer's been hurt multiple times verlander's been hurt multiple times like but but if you take if you look at their bodies of work as a whole like they've still got a huge body of work and grom i'm just like you're just hurt all the time like it's not i don't know it's just not a thing to me what do you think
0: so we actually touched on this last night at um birds of bush okay Uh jordan and i did and <clears throat> You, you and I, and I know you and I agree sometimes, and we disagree a lot of times. But that's why we love. I love doing this with you because you open up my mind to thought. But this is actually something you and I completely agree on. Uh, yeah. Jordan is all about. He's the best pitcher in the game, and I said, no, he's not. He he can't be. <laughs> and he's like, why not? And I said, he's never healthy. He's never around when you need him. Uh, yes. I said, when he's healthy, he's got some of the best stuff in the league. He he is one of the most dominant pitchers in the league when he's healthy and available. Yeah. But the fact that. You rarely see him uh ever make it a full season. Yeah, to me, I can't rank him up there. Now, if you want to because I was like <clears throat> I said he said he was the number one pitcher of our generation. I said oh. no, I said I would put Kershaw up there. Jordan and Kershaw's I need to have had a talk. Injuries, Oh, please do. <laughs> please get him on track. <clears throat> but Kershaw again has been injured a lot, but his body of work before the injury started yeah. was so much greater. Um so
1: <clears throat> God, I, I, sorry. I heard. No, you're good. I heard a I heard a great uh, comp. Like we're we're in the sports world, we're all t- about comps, right? You like right. You compare this player to this player or whatever. I heard a great comp for Jacob Degrom, and it kind of proves my point. Mark Pryor, which obviously you're an NL Central guy, so you're very familiar with Mark Pryor. Oh, I know like, Mark Pryor. So the Mark Pryor at his peak. Was one of the best, right? Like we can agree on that. Like he was, he was one of the one of the best pitchers, but he was just yes. hurt so often. Like when we l- look back at it now, and I think the same thing will happen with Degrom. When we look back at Mark Pryor, nobody considers Mark Pryor one of the greatest pitchers ever. Like or the be- or even the best pitcher of his generation. Like shoot, maybe not even the best pitcher on his team. Like I'd probably argue Kerry Wood. I say Kerry Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I mean. I, I feel like the same thing's going to happen with DeGrom in that the, the perception of him will change as we get farther away from his career. Right. Um, like right now it's still fresh. He's not like, he still has a Cy Young within the last five years. Like it's still, it's still close enough to where people like Jordan <laughs> throw him under the bus. uh, can, yep. can say stuff like that. Um, and, and me not immediately be like, you're stupid. But at the same time, like, I think history will bear itself out to where, like, it's, he's, he's going to be a Mark Pryor type of player to where we look oh, like, oh yeah, great. Had a, had a few great years, but we can't say that he was one of the most dominant pitchers of the time. We're going to be talking about the Scherzers and the Verlanders and the Kershaws and like those guys. Um, are gonna be I mean hell I I might even uh I, I hate to say it, but he just came to my mind. Like I might even put Granky ahead of him. Like I don't I don't like Granky <laughs> but um like I might I might even put him out there in, in in that conversation of uh this generation um that's that's coming to a close I'll be honest like this generation is coming to a close but um the I, I just can't put him in that category. Um,
0: yeah, I can't either, man, to be honest with you, but here's the thing. What is Tommy John surgery now? It's almost a standard procedure for tons and tons and tons of pitchers. Yeah, And we've seen many pitchers come back as good, if not better than they were before. Could this be the injury that Jacob DeGrom needs to put, to leave his mark on history and to be one of the most dominant pitches of all time? I don't Could know, man. Happen?
1: I don't, I, uh, no, I don't think it can. This is his second one. And so it didn't ha- it didn't happen with the first one. Uh well, I mean, I shouldn't say it didn't happen with the first one. Like he he was dominant, but he was dominant before it. So I don't know. Like I, I don't think it can. I think this um goes back into a, a larger conversation with all these like Tommy John surgeries and injuries to arms and injuries to cores of just all these players are so specialized and trying to throw so hard and trying to get so much spin rate on the ball. Um I I am hoping that there comes a tipping point. Like, not that I'm rooting for injury by any means. Like, don't get me wrong, but like I I hope we get to a point where it does start to tip back to like, all right, let's get some pitchers. Like, let's get some Greg Maddox's again of um, like let's let's really learn how to pitch again. Um and I think that'll help the game of baseball as well in terms of, especially with the new rules with shifts and with pickoffs and stuff like that. Like I think that'll combine to make some really exciting baseball again, uh, where these pitchers are pitching more to content, contact, and on the black, and pitching stuff with with backdoor movement and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm loving like the the movement of just putting the cut on a ball or putting just like the two seam on a ball. And like, that's not as stressful to your arm as trying to throw a slider with 30 inches of break. Like it's just there, which that would be insane. But anyway, I'm trying to prove a point. Like (laughs) the, uh, the the idea that you're trying to throw these pitches with just a little cut like it's just like a little bit of a different pressure point on the ball and just a little bit of a different um so for some guys it's a different arm angle so like things of that nature to where you're just like man like they're creating movement just with the two seam with the cut fastballs with those type of things to where like you don't necessarily have to be going uh, uh, split fingers, sweepers, like those. The I mean the sweepers a little bit more like a slider, but um just the these other pitches that are becoming a lot less stressful on the arm, um, which I love. Um, because then you're seeing guys throw like 95, 96, 97 with break instead of trying to muscle it up and throw 105. Um, and I think that'll start to help the the injuries as well. You're not you're not putting so much pressure on your elbow, on your shoulder, and on your uh, your core muscles to try and get enough break on a ball. Um, breaking balls are still great. Don't get me wrong. Like you still need a good breaking ball. Um, but just the the changes in pitching that I'm starting to see, I'm really excited about because then you're getting more balls put in play you're getting more balls um that, that are being swung at i mean it's just it, it it's it just, it just makes for a more exciting game and I, and i love it and i'm i'm hoping that that trends will keep going that direction
0: well since you've kind of uh led me to this point i gotta ask how are you feeling about the new rules <clears throat>
1: um i am loving it so it's interesting like this is kind of an old conversation already, right? Cause we're, we're already like two months into the season, but the, and so a lot of talking heads have kind of already talked about it, but it, it came fresh to my mind. Um, was it last night, two nights ago? Uh, Cause my wife was walking by and I was watching the Giants game. And uh, as I do pretty much every day <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, I've just, I've got it on kind of in the background on mute. I don't really even listen to the, to the broadcast. I just am watching the game. And she, uh, the game started at seven, and we were like sitting on the couch talking have a grand old time at like nine fifteen. Like the game was over. Um, and so it was just and and she noticed, and my wife doesn't like super follow baseball. like she's a she's a giants fan because she married into it. Like she uh, will follow the game here and there. She'll sit down and watch a game with me, whatever, but she's not like hugely into it. Right. And she, she doesn't like follow it. She can't name you a bunch of players or anything like that. But even she was like walking by and she's like, holy crap, we're in the eighth inning already as she was walking by. And I'm just like, yeah, isn't it great? She's like, yeah, I don't lose you for four hours. And (laughs) like, it's, so she's love it. And, like, and so like all these ancillary things, I, I say that as a joke, but at the same time, it's all these ancillary things that um it just, it's uh, the pitch clock thing. I know like some guys have, have said like we're uh, Scherzer specifically, like we're living and dying with the clock. Well, yes, I do believe that we have taken things a little bit too strictly with it. Um, But I feel like when you're starting a new rule, you kind of have to, uh, so that people can get used to it. And then you can kind of loosen the reins a little bit. Um, So the things the things that have come out where, where guys are getting like standing ovations or guys are going back to ballparks or Liam Hendricks or like all these different guys that are having like, I do think it's a little ridiculous that like teams have to like look ahead and be like, oh crap, this guy might be, might get a standing ovation. So we have to petition the league uh, to not penalize us uh, in the next game. Um, (laughs) I think that's a little that's a little ridiculous uh, that 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 has to take place. I completely Um, agree, but but at the same time, I'm loving the clock. Like it does not change the essence of the game for me. Um, like there's still no overarching clock of like, oh, we have to have this game done, uh, in two and a half hours. Like the game, uh, I was watching a Giants game that that did go almost four hours because there was so much offense, um, and there was so much like changing of pitchers, and so like stuff like that still happens so the essence of the game to me has not been affected um so that's on one thing i have loved the more stolen bases i think that makes for way more exciting baseball uh i loved the um i i've actually it's kind of weird i've actually enjoyed even though it's not a new rule this season i've actually kind of enjoyed the challenges this year which is a weird thing to be excited about. <laughs> but uh I've kind of enjoyed seeing the challenges. Now obviously most of them uh that I see are coming from Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants and I just think he's kind of hilarious cuz I think he's kind of a dork, but um the I I've enjoyed seeing challenges take place during games. Um I like seeing umpires humbled a little bit uh cuz I I cannot stand uh MLB umpires uh, this season. Um It's, it was, that has been growing a little bit and I think it's finally come to a head for me. Uh, this season is man. I can't stand umpires right now. There's a few really good ones. Don't get me wrong. There are a few really good ones. Um, and, and usually they're, they're younger guys that have, that have not been around long, but, um, man, these old generations of umpires, like, I mean, I saw a, a back and forth between, um, this is getting off topic off of the rules, but another subject nonetheless, Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the umpires. We'll come back to the umpires, but like, I, I do feel like the rules have created more of a, uh, more of a fun game, uh, to, to be perfectly honest. I've, I've enjoyed them. Um, I haven't really cared too much about like the pickoffs and the mound visits and stuff like that, that, that are a little bit more minor to me. I haven't really cared about, um, there's one the the bases i think are helping with injuries although there's still like there's still proponents out there of doing like the softball thing right where you have like first base is still in fair territory and then you've got like that second bag uh that's that's on foul territory and that's like the run-through bag right and so there's still proponents of like adopting that rule for major league baseball i don't think we need to go that far um we saw the play this week of um, I'm totally blanking on who it was again. I'm, I'm bad with names today. Sorry. Um, That got flipped that collided and flipped over the first baseman. Um, And I'm like, all right, like you can't, (coughs) you can't legislate injury out of the league. I think we've seen that plenty with the NFL too. Like you can't, you can't legislate. You can't make so many rules that guys aren't going to get hurt. Like it's still a sport. There's still going to be collisions. There's still going to be things that freak things that happen. Um, and so I don't need to, I don't think we need to go so far as to like adding that extra base or anything like that, that some people have, have talked about and I'll throw him under the bus just because I think he's kind of a dork too, but Ben Verlander on, on, uh, talking bats, I think is his podcast, but, um, shout out to Ben Verlander. If you want to have me on your show, I'll still come, but, um, the, Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, he's a proponent of that. And I'm just like, no, like, no, let's, we're, we're not doing that. Like, we're not going to add bases or (laughs) or anything like that. Like the big, the big bases are fine. Um, so I, so I've really, I have, I've really enjoyed the new rules. I, um, I'm enjoying the engagement of the game, especially with the pitch clock. Like I don't, I know some people have been, have complained because they'll be like, oh, I'm at the ballpark. And if I go and get something to eat, then I've missed two innings and I'm like, well, get there early and eat then. Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm I'm like, I, I am loving the engagement of the game of like, I love being on the edge of my seat for two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. Like I love that aspect. And I feel like that's a lot more old school baseball of like you, you couldn't miss innings. Like there was always something happening and there was always engagement in the game. Um, and so I do think that baseball has actually gone a little bit back to its roots a little bit because of the pitch clock, uh, where you, you are wanting to sit and watch the whole game. Like you are not wanting to look away. You're not wanting to go to the bathroom. You're not wanting to go to all these different things that stadiums have now in terms of entertainment, like you're wanting to sit and engage and watch the game. And I, I, and I'm loving that.
0: So here's kind of where I'm at with it, man. I'm perfectly fine with the pitch clock for like the first six innings, but the strategy of baseball <clears throat> with all the specialized pitchers and everything really mm-hmm. comes into play in like seventh and eighth and ninth innings. And yeah. I, I would really like them to, if they're not going to get rid of the pitch clock, extended five extra seconds for each setup sure. um, in those innings, because those are specialty pitchers. They, they're there for a reason. The game's been set up for them to be there for a reason. And now you're asking those guys to change. Yeah. Um, the whole way they pitch and to perform the way we've expected them to perform under new rules where some of these guys, they don't need to take 40 seconds in between pitches, but yeah. give them 20 seconds to recharge. I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily against that.
1: Do you think, do you think that's had more of an effect on them than the, than the rule that's been around for a few years now of the, like you have to, you have to face. You either have to finish an inning or you have to face three batters, because to, to to me anyway, like that was a more, um, for lack of a better term, damning rule for specialized pitchers than the pitch clock is.
0: Um, no, I think it's a combination of both actually, and okay. I'm glad you went there because that's kind of where I was going to lead it to it next. Yeah. Um, it's it's not the fact that now they can only go face one guy because that's the specialty and it's the matchup. It's now you got the timing and you got to go three three guys against three guys. And it makes the manager think more for strategy purposes. Yeah. So I'm not like totally against that side of it, but there's for the first year of this, I I think there should have been a little bit more of a compromise. I don't think it's affecting the game negatively by any means. Sure. But there are games I've watched where I'm just like, golly, if they wouldn't have gone so strict that this might've been more entertaining. I I think you're taking a little bit of the entertainment factor away for me personally. Yeah. Um, but I'm liking the rules more than I thought I was going to like them. The clock definitely – I mean, you, you can't argue. The, the clock's definitely sped up the game. But um, I watched a four-hour game early in the season between the Cardinals because there was so much offense. It was like an 11 to 10 game. Yeah. It was still <laughs> yeah. a four-and-a-half-hour baseball game. But I never wanted to leave my seat. Right. There was always a hit. There was always a home run. There was something going on. It was fantastic. Um, I'm not – the, it looks like we're seeing more running on the bases, which you know everybody kind of told me, oh, it's not good, that's not going to cause more people to steal. Da, da da da. Well, we actually are seeing more running on the bases, which is great. Which was um, the
1: goal of that. So I mean, yeah. that 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 goal is coming to fruition for sure.
0: It's it's probably my favorite part of the rule changes because uh, I was really nervous about the bigger bases, but I tried to put a positive spin on it in my mind. Uh, I, I I'm definitely liking that the shift's not there because we're really seeing. Who the good defensive players are. And I think that's the really yeah. the biggest impact we're seeing on teams is that they, they, they're still shifting. Let, let, let's be real. It's just they not are to the exaggeration of what Joe yes. Madden had the rate the Rays doing back in the day yeah. where they're pulling four guys on the one side of the field. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's good, but yeah. I don't think managers, I think managers have forgotten how to manage. If For you sure. want me to be honest, when it comes to strategy and, and, and being a St. Louis guy, and I know Ollie Marmol is under the gun right now um, for me, along with, I would say, 70% of St. Louis. But <laughs> there was a, there was an instant two nights ago where Jordan Walker's on first base. Alec, I think it was Alec Burleson was coming to, to bat. Uh, the Rangers were shifted to the first base side. I mean, the third baseman was basically between second and third. Burleson can't run for shit. But hell – You have all the space to bunt. Why are you not having him bunt to move Walker over to second with nobody out and put a man in running, uh, put a runner in scoring position? Like, and I've been kind of watching other games and I'm seeing this where I'm like, they have completely forgotten how to bunt and run. And that's what these bigger bases were supposed to help uh, generate. And it's not yet. So I'm hoping that still comes through the game. but yeah, I mean, I'm not as disappointed with the new rules as I thought I was gonna be. Again, like I said, I think the pitch clock can be a little bit longer in the later innings, at least. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it's it's been fun. Games are getting over early. I'm not having any problem watching the West Coast games. Yeah, like <laughs> right? I used to. Um, so that helps. But those East Coast games, man, like if a game starts at five o'clock, I don't get home till five thirty, and I've missed two innings, and I'm like, Yeah, well, that sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I would love to see them. Like I, I tweeted this out probably like a couple weeks ago, but like I would love to see um a, a couple of the changes like so you brought up the later innings thing. I kind of I would love to see that um with the ghost runner. Like I first of all, I hate the ghost runner just in general, but yeah, me too. the like I hate that rule anyway, but I feel like that's one where it could be later innings as well. It's like no, let, let's see what they can do in the like 10th, 11th, 12th, and then let's put a runner on like let let's let's not like just jump the gun and like 10th inning there's a guy on second already like let let's let them at least try for a couple innings to to generate some real runs um but so so that's one thought uh that I had the the other one being um the um shoot what was it Uh, the athleticism that you were talking about uh, in in terms of infields. And yes, they are, they are still shifting a lot. Like you still see some hits getting robbed up the middle because guys are playing just off of second base. Um, So like, you'll see guys still rob some hits up the middle, but like, I do feel like we're seeing a lot of the, the flip side of what you're talking about, like we're what you're talking about. It's, it seemed like, like you're seeing guys who can't necessarily play defense. Well, um, that's been covered up by the shifts and whatnot. I'm seeing a lot of the flip side of that too. Uh, most notably with my giants specifically, I'll use them as an example, um, of like, I'm seeing guys that you wouldn't have thought of great defenders. And I'm talking about some of our infield of JD Davis, Casey Schmidt, uh, Tyro Estrada that you're seeing like oh these guys can freaking like Hoover some shit like this is um, this is really really cool to to see like we actually because that's that part of the game was so taken away by the shifts that you never got to see their athleticism. I mean, JD Davis JD Davis at third base might win a freaking gold glove this year. I mean, he's just he's been incredible and you never would have like I never would have thought before this season that JD Davis was an elite defender by any means. Um, so I mean, it's it's made the game more fun. Uh all all these different rules uh that that they've instituted uh for me is the, and that's my key like baseball is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun to play it's supposed to be fun to watch um and so if i i am for anything that increases fun uh not ridiculousness but f- <laughs> but fun not, uh, not the banana bananas yes exactly <laughs> like um which by the way i do like the i do like the savannah bananas like you just have to go into it thinking like i'm watching ba- i'm watching a hybrid of the circus and baseball like it's going
0: we'll go with the clove trotters
1: it's yeah exactly it's, it's completely different rules they have completely different rules that they play under stuff like that and yeah. so i actually love the the savannah bananas but um the but yeah man i'm i'm digging it i'm i'm loving the rules um that And I'll, I'll say kind of a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about on this is uh, it's just how are they getting enforced? Uh, and that that brings me to um, the travesty that is MLB officiating right now. Um, that for me has been... Um, I was definitely not freaking out about it as soon as a lot of people were. Uh, I was very much like I am one of those people that I, I respect umpires and what they do. Uh, to a great extent, but I cannot defend them anymore. Like it's, it's bad. Like there are just, there are, there are guys that just, you don't know what they're doing. Um, I saw an exchange between an umpire and a manager where the umpire is like stopping the game and like staring the guy down and the, and the manager's like, I'm not even talking to you. Look out there. Like you can totally read his lips. And he's like, he's telling the umpire, like, look out there. Like, p- like the pitcher's ready to go. The batter's ready to go. And the umpire is delaying the game because he thinks he's being slighted or he thinks that somebody's talking about him on the bench, which I mean, if you're an umpire and you're worried about people talking about you, you're in the wrong line of business, man. Like you're, yep. you're people are going to talk about you, like stay off Twitter. If that, or if that's how you're going to act. But, um, just, uh, there is just so much like, pent up frustration from the umpires it feels like and they're just taking it out on the game it feels like and taking it out on managers and taking it out on players like I mean I saw another guy get tossed for like seemingly nothing like nobody in the crowd knew what the hell happened because like he was very respect. Like that's that's the thing you're taught as a player, right? Like you go up to bat and like maybe there's a pitch that's like outside and he calls it a strike and you just kind of put your head down and you say something under your breath to let them know, like, hey, that felt a little outside, and you be polite about it and you be respectful about it. And it seemed like that's what happened in this exchange. And the freaking umpire rings him up and and throws him out. And I'm like come on guys. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just, it's gotten so bad and don't get me wrong. I want to give respect. Like there's, there are some umpires that are really, really great, but I mean, there's some out there. Like who's the guy, uh, CB, CB, oh, CB Buckner, CB Buckner is awful. Like he should not have a job. Angel Hernandez, obviously everybody talks about, but he has only officiated like two games this season, which is awesome. I think that's all he's done. But, Um so I mean there's there's gotta be and I know like man that I know that a lot goes into that because they've got a strong union, they've got but I'm like man, like that's one of those things where like we're talking about integrity of the game at this point. Like we we really are. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's undercutting it to say like we are talking about integrity of the game. Like you guys want to crack down on gambling or throwing games or sticky stuff or new rules like all these things that mlb wants to crack down on right or has been cracking down on and i'm like when are we gonna just bite the bullet and be like no we are not dealing with these umpires anymore and i don't care how strong their union is like man just part ways man use replacement umpires if you have to i mean shoot i'll go umpire a game hell like i mean the the it's just it's so bad like you there has to be some steps taken whether it's collectively bargained whether it's in the in the player cba but like i know players are getting frustrated about it too and and managers and whatnot and i'm just like where where is the integrity of the game here to where we where we start dealing with this umpire issue
0: i i think you're completely right um I am at a point where I am fed up with the inconsistency of umpires. I've always defended the umpires on the side of, hey, you can have your own strike zone as long as you're consistent. Yeah. Um, Call it the same way throughout the game. If you're going to call the strike strike zone a little wider, you're going to call it on the black part of the plate, maybe on the outside edge of the black part of the plate. I'm fine with that. If you're going to call it up to the logo on the jersey and you're going to call it to an inch below the knees, I'm fine with that. Just whatever you do in the first inning, you need to do in the ninth inning. Right. And, the inconsistencies are, are wild right now, and I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how it's gotten as bad as it has. And, and part of me thinks, and this might sound conspiratorial, <laughs> you know, but part of me thinks it is they know the robot ops aren't coming, so why should they do anything other than what they want to do at this point? I like, did, yeah, uh,
1: yeah I there's guess. There's no point in
0: it. Like, do yeah. whatever you want. Have the effect you're going to have, and and, and, that, and let it be what it is. It's disappointing to me. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I love the umpire. I love umpires being able to to do what they do, and um, I like the variations in, from game to game with different umpires. But the inconsistencies are driving me insane. Uh, yeah, it's bad. I, I, I can't get like Christian Walker got tossed from a game last month yeah. for clapping about <laughs> a, a home plate umpire being overturned by the first place umpire. Like, yeah. How do you get kicked out for that? He was clapping because the call went his team's way. He wasn't yeah. showing up the home plate umpire, but the umpire umpire took it personally because they had a little disagreement earlier in the game and yep. chucked him. He was on the freaking bench, yep, like that. Which to me, that's the, not the umpire's job.
1: Which, uh, yeah, which to me, the bench is your safe haven, man. Like <clears throat> the umpires should have no power on the bench. Like you cannot anything from the uh, from the grass like beyond so whether that's fans whether that's on the bench whether it's in the clubhouse you have no right like you have no right to make any calls whatsoever for for the bench like for the clubhouse for fans like you don't want to get ridden you don't want to get ridden so hard like do a better job like it's it's terrible like it's so bad like so many umpires have gotten so soft Um, it's just ridiculous, which all people say all the time, how soft modern athletes are getting. Let's talk about how soft officials are getting like, whether like in, in baseball specifically, like there, I've seen it a couple, a little bit in, in the NBA too, but, um, the, the
0: yeah, NBA
1: (laughs) is terrible too, but I'm just, (laughs) but I'm not, I'm not a big enough basketball fan to care. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but, like yeah man it's just it's it's ridiculous and so it's like yeah when do we um when does the commissioner do something about that like let's talk about that for all the all the different things that he's wanting to do like let's talk about that a little bit like i will i'll put this out there on the airwaves out there i will say it right now i will defend rob manfred until the day i die if he fires umpires umpires all right, like I, <laughs> I will, I will support him as the best commissioner ever, which isn't saying much. Let's be honest. But I mean, I yeah, will, there's not many good ones. <laughs> I will say, I will defend Rob Manfred as a proponent of the game of baseball, as a lover of the game of baseball, for as long as I live. If he can revamp the officiating to it in a positive way.
0: That union needs to be broke. I mean, I, I've said it before. They need to go to a relegation system. It just needs to be done. They, they, they have to do something. Or, or you're right. Guys have to be fired. The, yeah. The, the rate at which the bad, bad umpiring is happening is insane. I mean, you have some really good umpires out there, but the bad ones are so bad they're making them all look bad. Yeah. And, absolutely. And it's it's disgraceful to the game. It's... Yep. And it's. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of where I'm at with him at this point. I'm just girl about it. It, it, it is. It makes it's, it hard to so watch the games.
1: It's so aggravating. Like, I don't think there's like, I know there's a lot of outcry with NFL and NBA and like there's outcry for officials everywhere. And, but I, I don't feel like the game is being affected as much as the officiating is in baseball. Like, are there bad calls in other sports? Of course you like, you're never gonna get you're never gonna fully get away from that but I feel like all the ancillary crap like tossing players and being butt hurt and stuff like that like is damaging the game in baseball more than any other sport and that's that's really upsetting so um all right let's talk about some positive things <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, let let's talk about some some pleasant surprises let's talk about um I'm going to say our because we both had them as being having a positive um, season this year. Let's talk about our Diamondbacks, man. Yeah. They've been fun. They are so fun to watch. Like, they are so fun to watch. I mean, Corbin Carroll, like, is going to run away with Rookie of the Year. Um, Literally. Like, running. (laughs) Um, he's He's so fun to watch. Like, they're leading the division right now over the Dodgers and Padres, who everybody picked them uh for for winning that division like it's they are a blast to watch which i know like i think you picked them did you pick them to win the division i know you picked them we both picked them
0: at least to make the playoffs did you pick them to win the division i i still took the dodgers to win the division because i figured they'd still have enough but man right now i want to revamp that pick (laughs)
1: Right. They're just, they're fun to watch. And like, I'm, I'm trying to go, like, they are fun enough to watch for me to where they're making the game of baseball so much fun to watch. Like, I'm literally going to a game next week to a Diamondbacks game where the Giants are not playing. Like, I'm just going to see a Diamondbacks game. I don't even, I don't even know who they're playing. I can't even remember. But like, I, but I'm going because it's fun. It's fun to watch and it's fun to see. And I'm going to take my kids and we're going to have a blast. And so, like, they're just, they have that mix like that. Uh, same thing that we're talking about like with with all these all these teams that are like pleasant surprises this year. Whether it's the Rays, whether it's the Orioles, like the um, I'm trying to think who else Texas, um, the the um, it, hell even uh, Miami. Um, so Miami these- is
0: there. Yeah. They're
1: just Pittsburgh for a while. They they've come back down to earth a little bit, but for a while, like they're just super entertaining to watch. It's just great baseball. It's so much fun to watch. Um, the, these teams play the game. Um, and I'll like, I'll throw my giants in there. I mean, they're, they're five games back in, in the West and I was not optimistic about their season at all, but they're doing the same thing. It's that mixture of, of roster building where like you've got young guys that are just playing hard and playing fast and just super enjoyable. And then you've got some like identifiable veterans here and there sprinkled in that like draw your interest. Right. So whether it's like Randy Rosarena or um or Corey Seager, or um, I'm trying to think who else, Paul Goldschmidt, which I know the Cardinals aren't doing well, sorry, but like there's, there's, those those guys that are still playing well to where you can like kind of engage with them um and so it's uh, that's been really fun i know like for the giants whether it's michael conforto or um jd davis like guys who have have been around a little bit like the the mix of these veterans and young guys are are just doing really really well and man what what you kind of touched on earlier the youth movement in the game is just Absolutely a blast to watch. I am loving every minute of it.
0: I mean, wait till Dalton Barshow gets going too for Toronto. Yeah, I mean Likes he still it. hasn't quite found it, um, but I mean he's not a rookie, but he's a young guy. Um, when Michael Harris the second gets himself refigured out, I mean he's been struggling <laughs> this year. Yeah. I mean he was a blast to watch last year. I mean there's so much good youth right now. Um, the guy Coltay, that just came up
1: with the Reds, uh, uh, Eli Dela, Dela Cruz.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll see. He's cocky uh, and arrogant already. <laughs> he is cocky. Like I saw that like, I saw that after he had that home run and he held that bat, looked back in the dugout. I'm like, all right. I'm still move, a traditionalist. You don't get the along. right to do yeah. that. <laughs> move along, like, yeah. <laughs> get your head down, run the bases, get back and take your congratulations from your team. You're still a rookie.
1: Calm down a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Um I know he's hurt right now, but I mean he was a big factor in Pittsburgh's run at the beginning. But O'Neill Cruz, another one, like that. I'm He's growing on me a little bit. Um, the to Brian so, yeah. Hayes is
0: only going to get better.
1: Yeah. Um, some of, the, some of the pitchers, the guy for the I'm blanking on his name, but the the uh reliever for the Angels that made Jose Altuve look like a child. Um, oh, the other what's day, his name? um, I'm
0: blanking Joyce, on Joyce, I
1: think. Yes. Uh, ben Joyce. Yes.
0: Um,
1: and just the. Yeah, man, the the youth movement, man, is just a blast to watch. We've seen it uh, with the Giants, with I mean, uh, Casey Schmidt. I think if he would have started the season, like he might be given uh, Corbin Carroll a run for his money in terms of rookie of the year. But um, the I don't I don't think he'll get it. I think Casey will, will cool off a little bit. But Carroll's just light years ahead of everyone right now. Um, but the yeah, man, just the youth movement has been super exciting in baseball and, um, and it's everywhere. Like it's, it's, I feel like teams are a lot more comfortable than they were in the past. Um, you've seen a lot of young guys playing well for the Mets. Um, you've seen some, uh, some young guys, uh, playing well. Like you said, I think you mentioned Volpe, uh, for the Yankees. Um, just the four guys for the Brewers. Yeah. The, the young guys for the Brewers. um, Uh, boston is playing above uh expectations or has at points during this uh season just it's been it's been so fun to see like i am in love with uh, this kind of touches on the rule changes a little bit i am in love with the new schedule um just seeing all these teams play all these other teams and seeing um just the youth movement around the league like it's it has been a fun year so far, man. And I, like, I think I said it in our preview show of like, I'm, I'm a fan of chaos and this is good chaos. Like this is, this is great chaos of like just speed and young talent and defense and good pitching. And I'll say it again, speed. And <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's so much fun to watch all these young guys just play really, really well. And I'm glad that MLB and teams and managers and front offices are a lot more comfortable than they were in the past playing the young guys.
0: They don't have much of a choice anymore. I mean, they have the incentive for their young guys. If they can get rookie of the year, they get an extra first round draft pick. Like, I mean, I'd be playing all my young guys. Um, the young <laughs> sure. guy. We forgot to mention. He's a, he's a second year player uh, out of St. Louis. Nolan, uh, Nolan Gorman. Yeah, uh, man, he struggled he's a- so much last year. He's really fixed his eye. His defense in the infield looks wow, way better than what I was even anticipating him being this year. Um, I mean, the, but yeah, that youth movement across the league has just been fantastic. He's like the
1: opposite. Like usually, you have a, like a great rookie season and a uh, sophomore slump. He just flipped it. He just <laughs> he had he had just kind of an eh, <laughs> rookie campaign, and now he's like figuring it out. Um, oh, so yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's been fun to see. And yeah, I'm um, like some of these teams like their record doesn't show it. I mean, like you've got the NL Central and the AL Central like that, like are not good uh, in terms of their records. Like you don't have a single team over 500 right now in the AL Central. Um, But that's but it, they're still fun to watch. Like I, I loved watching uh, the Giants and White Sox series. I loved watching uh some of the young guys from Detroit when when the Giants played Detroit. I mean like there's just there's so much fun to be had if you just if you love the game of baseball this year. Um it's it's just it's been a blast. Like I I've loved watching every minute of baseball this year.
0: I mean it's it's really has been a great season. I think the schedule is working out. At first I really didn't like it cuz I I mean I love the traditional divisional rivalry so I like the fact that you were playing each other so many times you got those heated bench clearing brawls um, I think <laughs> yeah. we're gonna miss some of that because I, I do love the bench clearing brawls in baseball I mean, it's one of my favorite things to watch um, I love seeing you know baseball players go at it. I mean, if they the actually go at it.
1: Like if they actually go at it. The like guys running in from the bullpen and just like high fiving each other as they're going in, like that's a little stupid. But <laughs> yeah.
0: But I I'm talking like the pitcher and the batter start swinging punches. Yeah, for um, sure. Or or you look back to the 80s when um I don't remember who the guy was, but he took out um Ozzy Smith. Or no, he took out a Oh, I can't remember who was playing second base for the Cardinals. But he took took out the Cardinal player, and then Ozzie Smith threw a punch, and then all of a sudden the bench is cleared. Yeah. I mean, th- those are the kind of fights that, for me, th- those are where it's at. You know, I mean, yeah. I want to see more of that. And I, th- I think that'll develop in interleague rivalries here eventually. I we don't know a- how long it will take.
1: We need a good Bryce Harper-Hunter Strickland fight again. Like, just two two ginormous dudes going at it. I'd be good with that. We need we need a good totally we, we do that. we we need a good fight. Who'd be? This is totally off subject, but who who would be somebody in the game right now that you, that you would love to see two guys square off? Judge and Trout. Oh man, that would never happen though. They're so kind. Con- like both of them are such like nice guys. Like, but they're big dudes. They
0: are big dudes. Like the hits would be awesome. <laughs> That's. <fair>. I mean, <laughs> the hits would just be fantastic. Um, I don't know who else. would, I mean. Who's a villain out there? Rugnet or uh, R- door is still in the league, right? We like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, can, I mean, he, we, can, we can get him in on something, right? He's been in his share of brawls though. And confrontations, I think we would need some fresh blood. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to see a couple of these rookies get into it. Yeah. Just because then that's something that can build for time. And for it'll sure. be a story we can fall, follow over the next few years. Um, But no, I mean, I I think it's good for the game. But we got we got to get these interleague rivalries going. We got we got to find something from the days of old. Yeah. When these teams meet, you know, once a year, and it's and it carries over. Yeah, I want to see it carry over. I want to see the nastiness.
1: I'm I'm Uh, I'm thinking like so like we think of the traditional rivalries right so I'm thinking through like who would I want to see square off between like the Giants and Dodgers right like who who are a couple of guys and I just thought of one like it would it would never happen but like I would love to see like like Max Muncie and Jock Peterson like those are two like those are like two big (laughs) dudes right they could they could like throw some good blows at each other that'd Um, be real good um i'm i'm trying to think of or just like like i would love to see a surprise like i would love to see like um i'm trying to think uh like i don't know mike yastrzemski charged the mound against kershaw or something like that like (laughs) (laughs) just be like, like totally off the wall of like what the hell is happening right now um so yeah man like i I'm with you. I I do enjoy a good brawl. Like I do have a little bit of a hockey background. And so that blood's still in there a little bit. And I like, I would love to see some of that go down as well. I I, I think you're good with that one.
0: Who I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else off the top of my mind that, that comes in there as a, as a gimme that I'm just not thinking about. And with the young guys, I really can't think of anybody else who might have a, a rivalry that would last for years and years to come. Yeah. I, I mean I would say Nolan Gorman and um the kid in Chicago Morrell. I think that would be good, oh, yeah, just there that you rivalry. Um who's there
1: they've yeah. got another young kid there Nico Nico Horner.
0: Yeah, he's good though and I I don't know I he doesn't seem like the fight type. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> At least not to me, maybe he is. I I don't know him that well but no, I I just I want that heat, you know. I would love to see a White Sox Cubs rivalry. Yeah, You know, like where it gets heated and it gets intense. I mean, I just – I don't know if we're going to get that out of it. And I think if we're going to do this schedule, I think you need to have two series every year between each team. Each team gets a homestand. And and make it two-game sets even. If you don't want to take too many more division games away. Sure. Instead of doing a three-game series, do two, two-home game sets. Um, and make it – and we have enough baseball teams where, like, there's two teams in New York. Yeah. There's two teams in Florida. There's get get some cost in. down
1: rivalries going real good.
0: Yeah. I mean, just get it rock and roll for yeah. us. Like get, get, make get it more people. fun than what it's already is.
1: Yeah. Cause I do feel like, uh, like we'll use the New York one for example, right? Like, I don't feel like there's really a Yankees Mets rivalry other than like the fans like to crap on each other, but like, there's not like a real rivalry there. Like it'd be fun to kind of build that up. Um, same thing with like the A's and the giants. Um, the Dodgers and Angels, like those, those rivalries, like, like, yeah, I would love to see some more traction with some of that. Um, it'd be good
0: for baseball in general.
1: Yeah. I I like that a lot. Um, like Miami and
0: Tampa, that would be great, especially with the two teams, two teams, the way they're built right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like they could be, they could be up against each other for a long time. Um, I was thinking like, I was thinking even like traditional rivalries of like traditional teams, right? Like I would love to see like, um, like we we saw the Yankees play the Dodgers for the first time in a long time, uh, the this uh, last week, yeah. um, stuff like that. Like a Yankees Dodgers rivalry would be great. Whether it so like an East Coast West Coast type of thing. Like I mean, so th- there's so many things that could um, be fun down that down that alley. I I like that idea a lot. Of bring of back Houston this. St. Louis.
0: There you go. Houston, We're going to see Houston kick St. Louis's butt here in, there we go. in a week. But, <laughs> I mean, if you can bring back that rivalry. Did you the listen home, to, you know, on
1: that note, they asked uh, Pujols about that home run um, yes. <laughs> th- le- this week. And I'm just like, that was super fascinating to me. Like, I love hearing hitters hit, like, talk about, like, what's going on in their mind. And I love that he said it. Like, I love that he said, like, ah, I got you. Like I, I love that he said that. That's what was going through his mind. Like after, after he threw that first pitch slider, Pujols was like, "Yep, I got him," and and he did. Like he hit a bomb that hasn't even landed yet. Like it's just, it's. I I love hearing that mindset, and I love hearing the thought process behind uh, players. And so I'm I'm glad that, um, Pujols specifically was was so open about it. I I absolutely loved it. Um, I just I I, I like when when players aren't so like reserved and politically correct and try to be so respectful of their opponent that they don't say like oh no i knew i had him kind of thing like uh i i i like that swagger a little bit and i and i and i just like the mindset like i like hearing like approaches at the plate like for for all the crap that like he gets like i love hearing alex rodriguez talk about hitting um cuz i just i like hearing his approach and his mental capacity for the game and stuff like that um i i love hearing that sort of stuff from players and so uh that was a lot of fun uh hearing from Pujols this week but
0: oh yeah i mean i think he's gonna have a lot of great stories to share um throughout his time with the mlb network we'll see how long it lasts we'll see if he enjoys it
1: yeah i think for, for him sure. it's
0: gonna be fun for the you know the first for this year we'll see how much he likes it to see how much he comes back next year
1: yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, he's just, he's a favorite of mine. I know obviously he's a favorite of yours cause you're a St. Louis guy, but like, he's been a favorite of mine. And so I just, I love him being around the game. And so that's been fun to see this week. Um, in, in terms of just his involvement and whatnot. Um, all right. Uh, I think like, those are kind of all the topics that I've I've got right now. Any, any grab bag type items you got on your brain that you want to want to hash out or talk about Sorry. or throw
0: out there. I need to hear a couple things from you because I know yeah. it will probably be a while before I get you back on. Yeah, you bet. Um, out of the NL, who's your biggest good surprise and your biggest bad surprise? Oh, man. So the biggest bad surprise I know
1: right away is the Phillies. Um, uh, they're depressing. Um, <laughs> they've <laughs> they have gotten a little better of late, but um, that was a team. I picked the Phillies to win that division. And, man, I don't know if it's just like, playoff hangover world series hangover or what like i'm just like man what are you guys doing i'm i'm a trey turner stan and so he hasn't been playing well and so his mom
0: booed him (laughs) right i love it like
1: it's it's gotta be bad when your mom starts booing you um and so like that's that's been the hugest disappointment because i do like the phillies i like a lot of their players um and so like i um, I love the city of Philadelphia. And so it's just I I want to see them do well. Um, and, and like that whole division has been kind of kind of surprising with the way Miami's been doing and how dominant Atlanta has been and, and stuff like that. Like everybody knew Atlanta would be good, but they've just been like scary good. Um, but anyway, Philadelphia would be my, would be my biggest disappointment. Uh, that one's been, been really, really sad for me because I, I picked them to win that division. Um, the other, uh, the other disappointing one. And and I, uh, it's, it's a shame we don't have Darren with us today, but like Oakland is just an embarrassment. Like they're I knew that they would be bad and I knew that they could be historically bad, but they're like more than historically bad if that's even a thing (laughs) like it's just there as much hype as i gave earlier in the show about like baseball being fun to watch i cannot watch the a's like they're so bad like i cannot watch them um it they've been just hugely disappointing which i know i'm i'm saying stuff that nobody doesn't already know but like (laughs) it's it's so bad like that it's like even beyond like even knowing that they were going to be bad they're disappointing like it's just it's so ridiculous but um so that's been good my my biggest pleasant surprise i kind of already touched on but it is the diamondbacks um i've i've just enjoyed watching them obviously i'm in arizona so i hear a lot about them whether it's on talk radio or local networks or whatever um i i tend to to hear a lot of content coming from them um and so uh i i'm kind of bombarded by them all the time so take that for what it's worth but it has been it has been the diamondbacks i like their manager i like their team i like their setup i love zach Gallen. i love corbin carroll um So it's just, they've been a pleasant surprise. I thought that they would make the playoffs as like maybe the last wild card or something like that. And so to see them at the top of the division has been really, really cool. And just, they've been, they've been hot, man. They've been there. I think they're like eight and two in their last 10. Um, they've just, they're so good. Even away from home. Um, I'm pulling up their stats right now. Um, even away from home they're they're 17 and 11 i mean that's a great road record um so i mean they've just been really really fun to watch and i've i've had a good time being exposed to them more so uh than i than i have been um i'll say the same thing for the rays like uh, the rays are always good right like can they do it in the postseason? we don't know yet but um they've been fun to watch too like they they are uh, testaments to the to the saying that speed kills, right? Like they're just running all over everyone. Um it, they are a pleasant surprise to watch. I love seeing Baltimore in second place. That's been a fun team to watch and and pay attention to with all their young talent. Um, Adley Rushman is just um something else. He's on another level. like i, I he's he he might win MVP here before too long. so I mean, he's he's been great. Um, so yeah, those are some of my positive surprises for sure.
0: So I got a question about the Rays for you. Yeah. Cause it's something that I've, i I try to watch them as much as possible because of what they're doing this year. Yeah. I feel like the team that did analytics second to, to Oakland Yeah. after the whole Billy Bean thing, I feel like yep. they've taken the, the, the analytics and they've kind of said, screw it. We're going to play old school baseball. Yep. And, and that's what they're doing. And they're beating everybody with it because everybody's focused on the analytics and they're just playing the game in the most purest form of how it was meant to be played. And I, I, I feel like that's part of the reason they're being so dominant this season because they're yep. focusing on the things that nobody else is focusing on and they're beating everybody else while they're doing it.
1: Yeah. They're, they're winning the small details. They just, all the little things that help you win. They do taking the extra base, stealing a base, hitting them where they ain't like those sort of things. They are just doing really, really well. And, and I love, I freaking love Randy Rosarena. So I love that they're being successful with him as part of that, uh, that wheel. Um, But (coughs) excuse me, they're just, they are, they're just fun to watch. And they're just like, man, they are untouchable at home. Like, Hey, Tampa Bay people go support your team, man. Like they are just, absolutely phenomenal i think it's just them if i remember correctly it's them and the rangers although the rangers have nine but they're the they're the only teams that have single digit losses at home right now um they are like unbeatable at home almost and it's just man like go to a raise game you're gonna see a win like <laughs> go like go go support that team and i know that their attendance has ticked up a little bit uh but i know that they've been kind of Gaslighted for that in the past of their fans Don't support that team but man They're fun to watch um i'll I'll throw that Out there too texas has been a surprise i don't know I'm kind of i've been kind Of um it's not Really a positive or a negative for me Um it's just kind of an is what it is Kind of thing um that's just been kind of surprising. <laughs> I I was not expecting that from them. I didn't think they were quite there yet. I thought they were gonna need one more year to kind of figure things out, uh, with all their signings and bochi and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's been surprising, but that I wouldn't categorize that as positive or negative for me. Um, but yeah, man, you said it. Tampa Bay's fun to watch. Um there and I and I do. I I'm I'm not a fan. I picked Toronto to win that division. That's not looking so great right now, but Um, at the same time, they're, they're eight and two in their last 10. So maybe they get hot and they can chase them down. I don't know. But, um, the, the AL East in general is just super fascinating, but, um, yeah, like those are, those are some of my things I, I would love to see Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is playing the type of baseball now that translates like this is the type of baseball that translates to the postseason. Not all this, like you said, not all this analytic stuff and bullpen days and all that. Like, they still do some of that, but not, like, overly so, like they have in the past. Um, this, this is a game that'll translate, and so I'm anxious to see, do they maintain this and do they carry this into the postseason?
0: We'll see, man. I, I mean, I can only hope. I mean, I really, I really hope they do. Like if
1: I I am, uh, like I said, I love chaos. If I'm not, if the Giants aren't in it, I want to see somebody who's never done it before. Like I want to see, I want to see the Rays do it. I want to see the Rangers do it. I want to like those, those teams that have not done it or teams that haven't done it in a long time, like Cleveland. Like I, I want to see those teams succeed, even though they're not my team per se, because I just, I like the underdog. I want to see somebody do it. Who's, who's never done it before.
0: No, except the Marlins, except the mind.
1: Marlins, the Marlins can go suck it. But, oh, they, why? like,
0: <laughs> what's your problem with the Marlins,
1: dude? I'm a Giants fan. They may, they, 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 they hurt, like, they're, they just, they hurt us and then they blew up their team. Like, there was, it was basically like a big middle finger, like, hey, we beat you and now we're gonna sell everybody off. Um, that's true. Sorry, a little, little <sighs> bitter there, a little, little bit bitter there, but. Yeah um anyway well all right what what else you got like you you fired the the Rays thing at me what, what else you got
0: um i think that, i think we covered everything else man that i had for you um anything you're looking forward to before the all-star break
1: oh man um i'm looking forward to the all-star break uh i am i'm I love all-star week. I love all the different festivities that go around it. I think Seattle a beautiful city. I think it'll be fun. Um, so I am looking forward to the all-star break itself. Um, I am very much looking forward to, um, between now and then, honestly, just on a personal note, just going to some games. Um, I'm looking forward to going to some Diamondbacks games. Um, the Diamondbacks are fast becoming one of my favorite teams in terms of the experience at the ballpark, um, in terms of letting my kids fall in love with the game. Uh, and that's that's been really cool to see. Uh, they do a great job of a family atmosphere there. And so I'm enjoying that. They do this great thing, totally plugging the Diamondbacks here. They do this great thing uh, where on Sunday afternoon games, all their Sunday afternoon home games. So there's uh, usually two per month. um, Kids are free and you don't with with the purchase of an adult ticket. But here's the key, which is always something that I struggle with. So for those of you who don't know, I have six kids. There's only one of me. So if the, usually when teams do a deal like that, they're like, okay, for every adult ticket you buy, you get a kid's ticket. Well, okay. That means even if both my wife and I go, that means we can only take two kids. The diamondbacks are completely flipping that. And they're saying, no, as long as you buy an adult ticket, you can take as many kids as you want. And it's been a game changer. It is amazing. And so I'm able to take like four of my kids and go have a great time. Just me and them um and so i'm looking forward to doing that we're actually we're not doing that this week we're actually gonna go to next friday's game uh but uh it's just they have they have made the game of baseball fun for my kids and for me um i hated the diamondbacks for a really long time they have softened my heart now in terms of how they uh have (laughs) made the the ballpark experience for my kids just absolutely phenomenal so um shout out to the diamondbacks you guys are doing a great job Um. The so I'm looking for that just on a personal level, just seeing some games in person uh over the next uh couple months and uh or month now, <laughs> one month. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my thing that I'm looking forward to on a broader scope. Um I, I I'm just rooting for more chaos, man, and more and more uh kind of more of the same. Like I've just I've thoroughly enjoyed the season and I'm just like um kylo ren and star wars man more (laughs) (laughs) like just more more More! (laughs) i want more of it give it to me Uh, yep and so i'm i'm absolutely loving the season um i will love it more uh when and if the giants can get uh in the thick of things for their division but we'll see uh they i don't know that they have the talent to uh to succeed on that note but um it'll It's fun, man. It's so much fun to watch baseball this year. I am loving it and falling even more in love with the game of baseball this year um, than I have for a while. And uh, that's a lot of different factors. Some of it is like on the field, things that we're seeing this season. uh, But also my kids are just starting to super get into it. And so that's that's obviously a blast. So.
0: Hey, it's it's supposed to be for families.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: (sighs) But no, I th- I think we've hit everything. I, th- I think we've covered a little bit of everything. Um, I know you have got kids still. Mine's in bed. Mine's in bed. Uh, I got another one coming on Monday. Yeah, so man, we, I'm
1: excited for you.
0: I appreciate that. So if if you're available next Thursday night, Darren, I don't know if Darren plans on being alone or not. Sure. But if you're available, just keep your eyes open. <clears throat> Definitely. You may want to I'll jump you- on with him. Give him even a half hour. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll definitely keep an keep an
1: ear out for him. I think uh it's going to be an interesting week next week. I'm I'm flying solo with my six kids next week. So, oh uh mom mom's out of town for uh some fun stuff with some friends and uh so it'll be an interesting week next week for sure. So
0: You're a brave son of a gun.
1: Man, I am I'm a supportive man. We'll put it that way. We'll put it that way. I don't know how much bravery plays a part in it, (laughs) but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun trip for her that she's going on. And I'm like, yep, I'll take the kids and it'll be, uh, just fun with dad for, for about five days. So that'll be, that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, man, uh, y'all can, uh, keep an eye out. I should have a live website within the next couple of weeks, uh, for the stuff that I've been working on, why I left the show and why I've, uh, been kind of MIA with VSN lately stuff that I've been working on. Um, so I'll have a live website for that, uh, in about a week and a half to two weeks, hopefully. Um, and that's just celebrating the history of the game. So I'm, I'm huge into manual scorekeeping and I have found this whole like kind of, sub community of baseball fans (laughs) that love scorekeeping at games uh or they um they want to hear or they want to uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of reflect on old games that they've seen and so i've been doing uh custom work and doing like um keepsake uh scorecards for uh uh requested games that people like uh like hey this was the first game i went to uh, with my dad, uh, can you make a scorecard from that game? And I'll do it, and and it's it's a lot of fun, and and it's just a cool keepsake for them to to hang on to, and um and then I have what I call is the best scorecard ever made. So if you need a scorecard to keep score at the game, I got the best one. Um, all those little chintzy ones in your programs don't use them. Come by mine. Um <laughs> so uh so anyway all that to say uh scorecard, uh stuff will be out uh within the next couple weeks and released and that'll be a lot of fun and I encourage people if you're a if you're a baseball nerd uh like I am uh it's a lot of fun to do and I've started to even going back to the kids thing man I've started uh teaching my kids how to manually score keep games and it's just a blast and uh so turning turning that passion and that art uh I I considered it art, uh, the way I'm doing it, and uh, so being able to do that for people has been a lot of fun.
0: Well, I'm still waiting for my first one to show up in the mail. Um, <laughs> you got to give me, you got to give me a game, you, dude, you can pick any game where the Cardinals trash somebody <laughs> or it was a big game.
1: There you go. Um, you I know
0: like what? It. I got you the one. The the that's a winner, folks. That's a
1: winner. There we go. I love it. I'm right. I'm writing it down so I can look it up later
0: i mean it's ozzie smith's uh, home run first one from the left side of the plate
1: i like the uh, obviously we touched on it earlier i love the uh, the albert pujols game too where he just hits a that uh, hits that giant bomb uh
0: um, that would totally be acceptable for me as well <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> or one uh, where Yachty and albert both have a home run in a game i would say there we too. go i mean I'm, i mean, I'm really um. easy to please, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely hook you up for sure. But uh, yeah, man, I'll. Uh... Uh, I'll uh, keep everybody updated on that. I'll let I'll let everybody know when the site's live and uh, I'll I'll definitely come on the show and talk about it a little bit more. Uh, Please do. We're
0: excited to see what but, you do and how you're growing and, and bettering yourself in the long term.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's It's been a lot of fun. So uh, definitely a lot of fun jumping on here with you tonight. Uh, I definitely had, uh, it was kind of funny, like you texted me to come on the show and I'm like, yeah, I got that itch a little bit. Let's go. Uh, so it's been, been a lot of fun. I know it's late for you. So thanks for, We're staying up late for the West coast guy here.
0: Hey, not a problem. You know, you have an opening invite anytime you get that itch you just shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to work in
1: for sure, man. I love it. Uh, enjoy the baseball week. Baseball fans go watch some baseball. Enjoy it. This season has been incredible. Uh, go enjoy it. Go enjoy it with somebody else. Um, that's one of my favorite things about baseball, man, is the relationships. So go to a ball game with your kids, with family, with friends. I, I still think it's the best sport out there uh for having some fun with other people. So go see a ball game this week and enjoy. And uh with that, are you still doing the call? Like you want to do the call on our way out?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? You know what? <laughs> is this a full count? Here we go. <clears throat> it's the bottom of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Counts three and two. We got a man on second. The home team's down by one. Wide up and the pitch. Swinging him in strictly. You're out.